TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. 10.08 here at News Radio 930 WBEN. Easter Sunday morning. Happy Easter to all. It is Hardline with Joe Beamer, me, and Brenda Alacy. We are with you this morning until 1 o'clock talking, well, about what's going on here with the coronavirus. Uh, Also talking about your uh, celebrating of the holiday. By the way, if you're looking for a local church that is streaming their service, has a virtual church service, we have a list for you at WBEN.com. So head on over there and find the service you would like to... uh, attend virtually. All right. Well, Brenda is at her home. Brenda, good morning. Good morning, Joe, and good morning to all of our listeners. Happy Easter. It feels a little odd to say happy Easter under the circumstances, but I hope everybody is safe and uh, taking the necessary precautions. And uh, we'll look back at this Easter as one unlike anything we've ever experienced before. Uh, Obviously, the COVID-19 doesn't take a holiday. Neither do we. We're here and uh, live and local. And Joe, uh, we're, we're going to take calls and, and talk to people and, and be here for you as we have been uh, throughout this whole crisis. And starting off the show, we're going to speak with Niagara Falls Superintendent Mark Laurie. Mark, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy Easter. Happy Easter, Mark. I'm doing well. How are you this morning? Really good, really good. Thank you very much. All right. So the the talk for the last week has really been uh, the schools and what will the state do? We saw Pennsylvania close their schools for the rest of the academic year earlier this week. The governor said that call hasn't been made yet. Uh, Mark, where does you where do you and your school district stand on this? Well, we are preparing uh, like the governor has directed in two week uh, increments. So. Uh, I'm an eternal optimist, and I hope that we can get back to school at some time this school year because uh, the reason it's safe, of course, if it's safe and everybody can be healthy. And really the reason is is that I believe that closure is important, especially for our senior class. I was uh, thinking about those that are seniors. There's lots of rites of passage that occur for our seniors. But, of course, that's all predicated on uh, good health and safety precautions, and we would never put anybody in harm's way. Uh, otherwise, we're practicing uh, good good social distancing and uh, hand washing, and we're doing things in two-week increments in Niagara Falls. I think the governor is right to do that. 
it'll become an inevitability when he'll have to make a decision. I still think it's a little bit too early to close out the year. I would think that by the middle of May probably will be the uh, the tipping point on that. But uh, we are, we're, we're prepared tomorrow with a new set of learning packets going out to students. Yeah, and Mark, how has that um, virtual learning been going, the feedback you're getting from teachers and students? It's been going well. Um, tomorrow we begin our first set of new type, new introduction of new material. For the past three weeks, we were just doing reinforcement work. Uh, I think Niagara Falls is a, an economically challenged community, as you know. So we've had to wor- walk slowly through the distribution of laptops and hotspots for kids that don't have them, uh, and just to try and figure out who those students and families are. And it's not just as easy as giving a laptop and a hotspot out to a student. We have to make sure that every one of those laptops is content filtered. So it's not just a free-for-all on any any kind of technological device. Now, we know we, we trust students, but we know there's that temptation to go to places that they shouldn't. So we've got to keep our good Uh, acceptable use policy in place while we distribute laptops, while we post new learning, while we offer uh, still the written hard copy packet for a parent to pick up that doesn't have access or doesn't, uh, you know, know how how to help their child on the, on the, on the internet, on the computer. So it's been a combination of both and it's been, um, it's been good. Uh, That's been the biggest challenge. Uh, I think in, in turning out this kind of education, uh, we were prepared, but not as prepared as we could be, to be very frank with you. But uh, but we're moving through it all right. We really are. And the, and the, the community and the family has, have been fantastic. Mark, uh, you mentioned about how Niagara Falls is economically challenged, and I think that means that a lot of folks might not have enough food. You are doing food distribution, though, starting again tomorrow. Is that right for student meals? Uh, that's really been the great story of this. Uh, we've done uh, 16 days of food. That's 84,000 meals we've delivered through the school district. 84,000 meals. We do every day, Monday through Saturday. We provide a meal. Uh, it'll start up again tomorrow. Uh, families can go to their nearest school. People are uh, people are using that service. They've been happy with it. Uh, we've been able to maintain social distancing with it. It's really been the story, I think, uh, people coming together and uh, using our schools as, as a site for food. And we're proud to have that number. We do between 4,500 and 5,000 meals a day. Uh, and, and I'm really proud of our food service staff for doing that. Wow, I, mean, I think those numbers are staggering, Mark, and I think i surprised to know that, you know, so much food is being distributed through the school system. Have you had any difficulty uh, logistically getting the food in or any of the, the you know, types of um, uh, transportation lines being affected? How has that all worked out? No, we really haven't. Uh, we have a really good food service team. We really haven't. It's, it's, been, the, it's been the biggest uh commodity that we've been purchasing really the only commodity we've been purchasing and uh, the vendors have been great um as a matter of fact we are our refrigerators and our freezers are stocked very well right now uh getting the commodities in hasn't been a, a problem we've probably spent our most money on bags if you can believe it um that's where we've had to go to local stores to purchase the, the most things that's what we've run out of the quickest, but we have a full stock now. Um, we give milk out uh, daily. We encourage the families to use that milk the same day it's given. Uh, we do not give out peanut butter. Uh, we know there's a lot of families in our 
in our school system with allergies, and we don't know exactly who's getting what. We don't want to really create a meal, an individual meal, so that everything else is it's a full, regularly um, provided school meal from pizza to hot dogs to hamburgers to chicken patties to all the all the you know all the things that would accompany accompanying a regular school meal and a breakfast too we're also giving that, that number includes a breakfast as well um, and we've done really well with with the food distribution those few homes so that we have quarantined in niagara falls and we do have families under that condition uh, we have delivered left it on the porch and uh, they've picked it up right away so it's worked out well mark let me ask you uh do you guys still have the stuffed crust pizza <laughs> <laughs> those, those, that's only for the board meetings. Huh? <laughs> now, um, I, I know you said you're taking this in, in, two weeks at a time, and that's understandable. Uh, but has there been discussion, say that the entire year is canceled, for a virtual uh, graduation or something that the seniors could still have uh, some kind of celebration, even if it's over the computer? Yes. So we're starting that now. I've tried to hold off the high school team and meeting with the senior class advisors and students as long as possible, but it would be irresponsible not to start that. We've already put a couple of things in place. One includes lighting the falls, blue and gold on graduation weekend. We're working with our mayor and the illumination committee of the falls to light the falls blue and gold at graduation weekend, a small token. We are working with our mayor and the mayor of, um, Canada, right across the border, Niagara Falls, Ontario, to possibly do a by, uh, you know, an international celebration with their two high schools, uh, which we think would be unique, something maybe on the Rainbow Bridge uh, that's in its infancy stage, again, through our mayor. We're talking about those kind of virtual events. I'm not even opposed to if we could get into July, uh, looking at having a graduation after the year had closed. So we're, you know, we're, we're even looking at that, just holding out hope for the ability to give our kids what every other class has had. But nonetheless, you're right. We've got a plan for the inevitable uh, when when things when time really runs out and we have to honor them virtually. So plans are in the place with those other additional things. Now, you'll start to see in the front lawns of our seniors, our, our high school seniors, uh, uh, Signs. You know how you do a political sign or vote for whoever. Uh, this is the home of a proud Niagara Falls High School graduate. We're starting to see more and more of those signs put up, and we're going to work on that this weekend just to put a lawn sign out in front to say, hey, a graduate lives here. Give them, give them your best. That's a really nice acknowledgement, Mark. And, you know, you alluded to maybe not being as prepared as possible, but who could have ever predicted uh, the severity of this COVID-19 outbreak? Are you working hand-in-hand with a lot of um, teacher, faculty leaders? What kind of input do you get from the Niagara Falls uh, faculty staff? Yes, yeah, sure. So we, um, we, really, we really have we've had great response uh, from our uh, teachers' union and our non-instructional union as well. I personally speak to those leaders every day uh, and communicate to find out what the needs are. Um, they have rallied around uh, to do uh, service projects, donations of food, for instance, this week through a local uh, business and through the teachers' union. In addition to the lunches, a nice big smile cookie was given to every student uh, that was donated and helped distributed by our teachers' union. Just something to say that they're thinking of them. The uh, teachers have been writing letters to their students. 
just to say how much they miss them. If you go onto our website, you will see a web page from every single teacher. Uh, it's, been, it's been a mandate that every single teacher put a web page up uh, for their students that's kept current, that provides information, notes, uh, encouragement, and their work and their work. Um, so uh, that, that's been something that they've all complied with, and I'm, I'm pleased and proud with that. Uh, they have um, reached out to kids. I think one of the untold, unmeasurable stories is the number of phone calls that have gone home to do what we'll just call social welfare checks, meaning how are you doing, what's going on, do you need anything? So in this crisis, in this crisis, we have to keep uh, kids' mental health um, in the forefront of our mind. And, and let me tell you, kids really want to come back to school. I know that might sound crazy because they're always waiting for a snow day or a vacation, but our kids in Niagara Falls are, are asking, when can we come back? When can we come back? We've heard that more than we've heard, hey, let's not come back. So uh, the teachers' union has been great. The, the non-instructional union has been supportive. They realize we're in unprecedented times, and uh, cooperation has not been a problem at all from any of those groups. You know, I, I think there's a certain parallel between your district and the Buffalo district because it's also um, it deals with a lot of kids who perhaps don't have a lot of advantages. Do you um, do you consult at all, or, or just commiserate with uh, Kreiner Cash from the Buffalo system? Well, we have a. Um, I haven't talked. I haven't spoken to Dr. Cash personally, but you're right. We are very similar, albeit a little smaller. I think he's in his thirty thousand. Or, or I'm sorry, he's in a much higher 30,000 students or so maybe there. We're at 7,500. So he has some big, big, big issues in a much bigger city to deal with. Uh, we have 15 square miles in Niagara Falls, which allows m- me and the staff to get our arms around that a little bit better. He's really got a lot of work to do there, and, and I respect everything he's doing. Our communication up here and something that we agreed to uh, from the beginning is to stay together as a group of Niagara and Orleans school superintendents. The 13 of us uh, communicate every day uh, by text, email, or Zoom. Uh, we meet twice a week, and we have agreed to stay together up here in Niagara County and Orleans County. We're a pretty close, tight-knit group, and uh, we share and interpret information that comes from Albany, and the, I guess the first person that sees it or hears it sends it out. We read it. We review it. Um, Lockport is similar to us. They're a little smaller. North Tonawanda is a a bit like us. So uh, while I haven't had direct communication with Dr. Cash, uh, we follow what he's doing. I was reading about his uh, laptop uh, distribution. We really stay in close contact with our Niagara Orleans uh, superintendents. Mark, uh, looking forward to next year, obviously we know that uh, the budget's going to be a little less. Uh, the state has said that. There's a, a lot of, there's not a lot of money coming in, uh, a lot of money being spent. What does preparing for next year, what's that going to look like uh, this summer? Yeah, if I, if I had to tell you something that I'm just most disappointed in, most disappointed it's the allocation to uh, schools during this time and i completely support and understand the needs around health but uh we're going to get back to normal we're going to get back to the way it was or even better but what has really been the most disappointing part of this whole thing is the school foundation the foundation aid given to schools for next year 
and, and Niagara Falls is the perfect example of how you cannot just hold education funding flat like the uh, like the governor did. Um, that really hurts small, poor cities and small, poor city school districts like Niagara Falls. We actually saw a reduction in $10,000 to us for next year. And you know that contracts are going up and health benefits go up and the cost of living goes up 2.3%. And we received, we, we're, we're actually getting negative. We're getting $10,000 less than we received this year. And it's really during a time of crisis when 7,500 kids in Niagara Falls are going to need more to come back. I really thought that was kind of a lazy way to do to do school funding, uh, not to be too critical during this time, but really the most disappointing thing. So we now are working with a $7 million budget gap in Tiger Falls, and as much time as we can to divert from the corona crisis, we've spent our time dealing with this budget gap. And um, to, to lose foundation aid formula, in a city where we can't raise taxes, we just can't. We would end up owning homes and pushing more people away from Niagara Falls. We can't put that burden on our taxpayers. We don't have uh, we don't have the tax base to, to get anyways, and to not get our aid from the state has been the most disappointing time of this last month. So we're going to have to really t- we are taking a look at everything that we're doing. Uh, we can't afford to cut programs. We can't afford to cut people. We need more. So um, fortunately, we do have some reserve money. Uh, fortunately, for some people that are able to retire and we're not going to be able to fill some of those positions, but we can't do that much longer. So not to be negative or, or downtrodden during this time, but that, that's been a real problem for us. Mark, on a happier note, uh, I was really um, touched by what you wrote. I, I went to your website and I saw the picture you posted of the two uh, Niagara Falls High School graduates who are garbed in their protective gear and masks. And uh, what a what a lovely tribute to these two healthcare heroes uh, and many others who graduated from your from your system. It must make you feel good to see them working in, on the front lines. It really does. Brenda, thank you for for lifting me up there with that, and uh, that, that does. We have so many heroes working in the hospital, just serving food, uh, working in retail stores. Uh, those are just two of our recent graduates who are doing their best at our local hospital uh, to uh, service the community. Stay, they stayed in our community. They're servicing our community. We, um, we, we, there's so many of those stories. Um, our track coaches uh, are having a virtual track meets against Grand Island High School. It is the it is the coolest, most bonding thing I have seen. It, it really gives me goosebumps. They're they're doing a different challenge back and forth each day uh, on their own, of course, and then posting their times and their results. And they're they've made friends with kids virtually from another school that they don't know. They're 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 communicating with different kids, and uh, those are the stories that we need to really put out there and uh, post. And I, I'm glad you saw the one about our workers. There's just a million million stories like that going on, and uh, it gives you hope and or you know or just a re-energizing of the community when you see those things. Sure does, Mark. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us on this Easter morning. I hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you both. Happy Easter to you both. Thank you, thank you. That's thank Mark. You so much. That's Mark Laurie, the superintendent of Niagara Falls Schools. By the way, 
9 o'clock was not the only time we'll be hearing from Governor Andrew Cuomo. He will be giving his regular daily briefing at 1130. You'll hear that right here on WBEN. Right now, you're going to hear a few spots and then Alan Harris and then back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hardline. Welcome back. It is Hardline here on News Radio 930 WBEN, keeping it live and local all day this Easter Sunday. Hardline will be here till 1 o'clock. And then 1 to 4, Tom Bowerly is on the air, taking your calls, keeping you updated. Uh, Governor Andrew Cuomo spoke already this morning. We'll be speaking again at 1130. Obviously, we will carry that live here on WBEN. It is Joe Beamer and Brenda Alacy with you for Hardline. And you just heard from Niagara Falls Superintendent Mark Laurie. Now, we'd like, well, we'd like to talk a few things over with you. But one of those things being the schools. And on Friday, we talked about this. Should the schools be closed through the academic year? Should it be up to the state? Or should it be up to the counties? Uh, those are the questions we're asking you. Also, Brenda, we'd like to know yeah, how you're. Know. We'd like to know how you're spending uh, this Easter and what what obviously you're doing differently because we can't be going through the same uh, traditions uh, with the social distancing. Well, I'll tell you, Joe, I am really happy to be on the air with you because it gives me a sense of connection with people, and I really miss that. I'm happy to report my husband, Dan, and I are still speaking to each other after being in the house like this. Uh, but uh, it's hard. I mean, we're social animals, and it's very difficult to um, not have that face-to-face connection or exactly. get with friends and family. And, you know, uh, being Italian, we would have a big holiday meal at my niece's house, probably, as uh, our tradition, and probably would have done it that way this year. So it's very, very strange to... Uh, to not have those traditions, uh, and and it just reinforces how odd this feeling is uh, when a holiday rolls around, because it's an odd feeling every other day, but in particular, this is the first uh, major holiday we've had, and I was talking to some folks uh, last week, Uh, Joe and I have been hosting uh, several nights a week, and I had the pleasure of doing so Thursday, and I talked to uh, some friends who uh, are of the Jewish faith, and they talked about their Seder dinner, And how different that was, Joe, because it was just my friend and her husband. And what they were going to do the following night was put their uh, loved one's pictures up around the dining room table. And it would be a way to kind of connect with them and then try to uh, virtually meet via FaceTime or Zoom. 
So people are really resourceful, uh, and yep. I, I find that to be really uh, heartening in this day and age that we do find a way to make it happen and to make those connections. But obviously, there's no um, substitute for meeting with people face to face. Yeah, and uh, it's even nice. When, I, I don't know about you, Joe, but if you're walking the dog and you see somebody, I wave now. I never used to do that. So that makes me feel good, too, that that connection is there. Yeah, you know, uh, don't walk up to them. Want to keep that no, social no. distance. But, you know, Brenda, because before this, we would talk about how people – didn't talk face-to-face enough, right? You know, especially people in my generation. Uh, right. They want to text everything. They want everything through social media. Uh, even a phone call would be too much for a lot of millennials. Hopefully this opens people's eyes to appreciate just how how much, how different that connection is face-to-face than over the phone or a few words in a text message. Uh, you know, and, and, and Brenda, you know me. I like to talk with my hands. You know, when I'm telling a story, I can only do so much without illustrating it with my hands. And uh, obviously, even on a Zoom meeting, you know, you can't get everything. You can't get my full reaction than when it's face-to-face. So I, I miss that. And, you know, I, you talked about the night shows. I was talking about on Tuesday people who would complain about a certain coworker always wanting to talk to them, I guarantee you 95% of those people wish they had that annoying coworker coming up to them and talking to them now. <laughs> I heard you say that. I happened to, uh, to catch that segment, and you're so right. I, uh, you know, I, I read something funny the other day where a person was commenting that I miss the people that I, I don't like. I even miss those people. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. You know, uh, nobody loves everybody 100%, but... Even the folks who kind of get under your skin a little bit, you kind of miss because it's all part of the the workforce or the, you know, your culture at work or your culture in your club or community, whatever it happens to be. And I do hope that, you know, it teaches all of us a lesson in that sense that you take a step back and appreciate the people in your lives uh, for who they are and who the, what the differences may be, but realize how much you miss that when you don't have it, when you're forced to not see people and do things and, and live your life. Well, let me tell you, I mean, every day after the morning news, uh, as you know, I like to always do my bathroom break right there at nine o'clock. And every day feels like a Tuesday, Brenda, because no one is in the sales pit. So it, right. it feels like a right. Tuesday morning uh, yeah. when, when I do my walk. It, it's it's such a weird, you know, uh, Randy and I were talking. It, it, it's it's such a weird thing because none of you guys in sales are here. So that's, that's always empty. It, it's the same at 4 o'clock when I walk in than when I leave at noon. Uh, but, you know, talking to Brian through the access unit and Alan, who's with us today, at home through the access unit. I mean, really, for the morning show, where it's usually Alan, Randy, Susan, Brian, myself, it's me, Susan, and Randy, all in different rooms because we have the one person per studio rule. Right. And it's, what, what would you say, Joe? It's fair to say there are about, what, seven or eight people per day at Entercom now? If you count the whole day, yeah. I mean, you look at the five morning, uh, the five stations here that have morning shows, uh, none of them have all of the people here. Uh, one of them only has one of three here. Uh, WGR only has Howard and Brayton. Jeremy's from home. Uh, right. And then you have Rob at Star. So what usually would be throughout the day here on the uh, the on-air portion of the building, you know, more than a dozen people, uh, you might have six or seven all day. Yeah, and the way it's set up, I don't know, a lot of people I'm sure have been through our studios and our building. It's a really large uh, office space, 
And when they reconfigured it a few years ago, the, the kitchen or the bistro, as you hear people refer to it as, it has become the focal point. And it, the way it's positioned, you know, the sales team is around there and our digital team is around the, the bistro. But you have to walk through that. Most of the people who work in all the other departments have to walk through that to get to the exit doors. So it facilitates conversation and people seeing each other, just walking through and saying, hey, that kind of thing. So my gosh, Joe, it's got to be eerie for you to walk through there and see nobody. It, re it really is. It really is. Uh, another question I do have for everyone on top of the schools and how is your Easter different? Uh, for those with kids, uh, did the Easter Bunny still make an appearance this morning? Because that was something that I, I mean, we've been like this for a month. And if anyone is as bad at planning as I am, um, the Easter Bunny might not have been able to get to the store uh, in time for Easter Sunday. So that's another question for our uh, listeners with young kids. I'd like to know if, the, uh, if Peter Cottontail still made his way to the house this morning. I think I saw him with his mask on. Okay, at least he was, uh, he was being he safe. Was out and about, yes, keeping social distance. 803-0930 is the number to call, or if you would like to send us a text, the Volkswagen Borchard Park text board is always open at 30930. And it was a happy Easter, Joe, for British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, who was discharged from a London hospital today uh, as he recovers from COVID-19. Uh, from what I understand uh, from published reports, he's recuperating at his country residence uh, and is not going to go back to work right away. He's at a place called Checkers, which is his uh, country place. So it's a good thing that uh, he was able to recover. It sounded kind of scary for him. He was in the ICU for three days and did make it through and uh, appears to be on the road to recovery now. That's great news, great news. And 803-0930, let's go out to Tonawanda and talk to Juanita. Juanita, good morning. Well, yes, good morning. Good morning to Brenda and to Joe, and happy Easter to everybody. My comment was just, um, I assumed that the superintendent was still going to be there, um, but I understand he's not there. My, my comment was, um, I worked in the Buffalo School District for many, many years, actually 33 years, and uh it, and it's, it was always in the inner city. So um, I appreciate so much what Mr. Laurie was talking about. We don't give enough recognition to the children that we've worked with uh, through the years. So, so many have accomplished uh, so much. And um, I think it's wonderful what he, his plans may be for the upcoming graduation. And I just want to wish um, Happy Easter again. And uh, I understand my little granddaughter did get a visit uh, from Easter Bunny. Oh, that's good to know. Good to know. Uh, does she have any kind of understanding about what's going on, Juanita? Well, uh, yes. Um, my daughter and um, her husband uh, did explain to her that uh, there's a bad, bad sickness going around. They need to stay away from um, Papa and Grandma and um, the other set of grandparents. And, uh, you know, actually she is getting a little restless now from what my daughter said. But they're keeping her busy with her schoolwork. And, um, of course, you know, my daughter and her husband have to keep busy with their own work. So um, it, it's a lot to deal with when you have little children. Okay. Yeah, it really begs the question about how much do you tell, and uh, you don't want to scare the kids, but yet I'm sure they sense how different life is. Just not going to school uh, in and of itself is a big deal. Yeah, she does like school, so she's missing, you know, her teacher and her um, classmates. So. It's, it's uh, you know, they're doing the best that they can with their little girl. And, uh, I you know, I miss seeing her, and I miss seeing my daughter and her husband and my other two children. But w under the circumstances, we have to be safe. 
Now, you said you worked in the school system for 33 years. Do you think the, the superintendents and the governor are making the right decision by holding off another two weeks and going in two-week increments like this? I think that's what makes it hard uh, for the people who do work in education, either get to the point or not. You know what I mean? Make a decision and finalize everything instead of stringing along the educators as well as the parents, especially the parents who are able to go to work, who takes care of their children then. You know, get to the point and, and, and make a decision sooner than later. But Juanita, do you think that should be a state decision or a district-by-district district decision? Well, it's kind of hard to say. Uh, sometimes I think it depends uh, the state that you live in, so to speak, we're here in New York, and um, obviously we know how bad it is here. So I think for the safety of everybody, uh, the governor should make a decision pretty soon uh, and close down the schools. Because, you know, we're already uh, practically in the middle of April. What can you do? You're taking a chance of putting the children into school with uh, the teachers. Who knows what the teachers have in their own homes? You're bringing that into the classrooms and the uh, extra staff that's working at the schools. It makes it very difficult, I think. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I certainly don't envy these uh, these political leaders or anybody in those positions. Uh, tough, tough choices for sure. It's a lot on their shoulders to make that decision. Juanita, thank you so much for the call. Have a great Easter. And thank you. A, a blessed holiday to all. Thank you, thank you. That's Juanita in Tonawanda opening up a line for you at 803-0930. You know, back to something Mark said. For, for all the seniors, right, you know, it's that – the senior year, you have prom, you have your graduation. I mean, the athletes have already missed out on senior day, uh, which is a big event. So uh, the good thing is, and, and you know, it, it's hard to find the positives, uh, but the good thing, and, and Brenda said this earlier in the segment, we have Zoom meetings. We have all of the technology where you could do, and I know this sounds lame, okay, but just given the time, given the circumstances, maybe a uh, virtual prom where, you know, you have the same playlist and uh, you, you dance in front of, with your prom, what you would have worn to prom, and you dance on a Zoom meeting. I don't know. I'm trying to think of a good idea here. So You know, Joe, uh, what I thought was such a cool idea was when the superintendent talked about the, uh, the signs that they're putting in front of the kids' homes who are graduating this year. What a unique, uh, yeah. thoughtful thing to do. I, I, I do feel like we're, we show how resourceful we are in these times, the way people are adjusting. And, you know, you hear the stories about folks going to visit their loved ones in nursing homes through the window and holding up signs and people leaving food on their neighbor's porch. It, there's a lot of things, but that thing about the sign for the seniors really struck me about um, how really thoughtful that gesture was. And I'm sure that those kids will never forget that. They're not being overlooked and they're, you know, they're, being able to be acknowledged and recognized at a very important time in their lives. But let me just say this to all the seniors in high school that are listening, because uh, I know there's a lot. Um, prom, not that big of a deal. When you look back on it, not <laughs> that big of a deal. I, I, I could tell you, my senior prom was the day the Sabres lost Game 5 to Ottawa in 07 to be eliminated from the, uh, the playoffs right before the Stanley Cup. So what did I take away from that day? Uh, the Sabres losing to Ottawa in the playoffs. I couldn't tell you, and it's not because of beverages I shouldn't have been having. I couldn't tell you what happened at prom. I couldn't tell you what the setup was like. I could tell you it was at the Marriott on Millersport, and that's it. I you remember took, what you wore? 
I, I wore a tuxedo that I also wore out to watch the Sabres game that day. <laughs> um, and I drove my mother's uh, Ford Explorer with my buddy Mitch and his date to the prom. I do remember that much, Brenda, because there are pictures on Facebook from that day. Um, uh-huh. But the dance, the, the after party, I don't remember any of that. I, the overriding memory is the Sabres loss. Yeah, right. So, you know what? Of course, I, I'm sure when you miss something like that, You'll be spending all this time going, ah, you know, what could have been, what should have been, all that. But let me just tell you, a lot better things happen down the road. So don't don't stress too much about missing prom. I, I, right. I don't think that's going to be um, too much of I, I understand it's one of the senior things you won't be doing, like your senior uh, for the athletes, your senior day, which is huge. Um, you know, I was a backup at Amherst Lacrosse, and on senior day, I got to go in net and the game was televised on the, uh, on the cable sports station. That was cool, you know, to see my name when I'm running on the field. Uh, so, you know, those are just minor things down the road. You know, the positives are that you're safe, you're staying healthy, and you know what? You'll, uh, you'll get to make up for this. I promise that. And the positives, too, you're probably spending a lot more time with your family and maybe getting reacquainted with your siblings and uh, developing a whole different relationship and dynamic with your parents if you're in a you know an intact family like that. So many folks are not in families with the traditional mother and father. That whole Ozzie and Harriet thing, I think, is almost an aberration in today's day. But at least um, there's an opportunity to renew relationships and maybe kind of get back on track if there's been hard feelings. This forces us to realize what's important and who's important and i think that that might be the lesson we take and i agree with you joe the prom eh, you know maybe you could do a uh, like you say a virtual prom or perhaps another prom in the next few months but in the end it's really the bigger picture that counts in my mind yeah it's like uh you know i thought i had a lot of friends uh at prom i thought i was close with people in my class and then i didn't even get invited to the 10-year reunion what are you going to say uh 803-0930 the governor is speaking at 11:30. so brenda and i will be back after these spots and the news with mr alan harris tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone news in order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.